and I become King George, and I got all the rights then. And when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. If it don't get done, then let all move on it. And that's the last thing in the world you want me to do. say this um it is with the heaviest heart that i have to announce that the the evil examine podcast is going to be finishing um there's there's a lot that goes into this um probably more than you think um but the most important thing about the show is really the chemistry uh, between the people. And unfortunately, that's just something that's not going to be able to continue anymore. Um, I don't want to go into the specific reasons. Um, you know, Gene has his own reasons. It's been... You know, we've been doing this for over two years now. Um, and to say that it hasn't been turbulent and that we haven't had a buffet of problems, really, um, and just banged heads on quite a few different things would be, would be, uh, would be a lie. And so I just, uh, it, life gets life gets difficult and unfortunately you know at this point i just don't i just don't see any way that he and i are going to be able to come to a compromise to keep the show going he he is every time and I, i'm going to tell you guys honestly what's going on I, you guys deserve to know I'll tell you, every time he shows up, he just looks so fucking cute. I mean, this kid is unbelievable. You should see he's got the slightly shaved eyebrow, just the fucking beautiful hair. I mean, this kid is gorgeous. He looks like a million bucks. And in case you haven't noticed, April Fool's, 
Um, I know it's not April 1st, but I think that's what makes it better. Maybe it was more believable. Did you guys believe the drama was able to deliver it in a way that, you know, made you feel like it was real? Because my boy JP and me, we don't argue. Not never. I love that kid. So, no, of course, the Evil Examine podcast is going to continue. April Fool's. Um, you can go on to uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. And why don't you subscribe? If you liked my dramatic performance, go ahead and give us a subscription or rate the podcast. Um, but the reason why I'm doing it by myself today is just because JP's finishing up some school stuff. Uh, so congratulations to him um, on wrapping that up and getting educated and hopefully moving on to an awesome future. And then, um, yeah, Katie's just been a little bit busy too, but we'll be back in full force uh, next week to give you guys some some fun stuff. But I thought that I would do a little announcement this week because since it's kind of on short notice, and I wanted to tell you guys about a couple of different April Fool's Day pranks that went horribly wrong in honor uh, of this little prank that I've played on you guys. So... Uh, But before we get into that, remember to go to www.evilexamine.com to check out all of our content and our, I think we're up to 117 episodes now. So it's a pretty massive backlog of stuff you guys could go through. And then I would also recommend you can check out my new podcast, which is Written and Read, the Horror Reader and Horror Writers podcast, if you would like to learn more about writing horror, reading horror, um, and, you know, just the horror community in general. I, I'd strongly recommend it. We just launched our first episode, and there's also a YouTube video show. So let's talk about a couple of quick April Fool's Day pranks um, that I just kind of came over online. One of them, which I thought was was pretty crazy was this one was the April Fool's prank that almost started a war. And an April, an April Fool's Day joke back in 1986 almost sparked a war when an Israeli intelligence officer shared with Israeli radio fake news that an attempt was made to assassinate an Islamic leader. Tensions flared up in the region of the is that the Israeli radio aired the report stating that the Lebanese shy Muslim leader, Nabeberi, was either killed or grievously injured in an assassination attempt by gunmen. The report turned out to be a hoax, and the intelligence officer was court-martialed. So that's pretty crazy. It's, it says could have potentially led to like a massive war where thousands of people died. And I'm all for a good prank. Even some that are dangerous to some extent, but you have to have things built into the prank that let people know it's a joke pretty quickly. You know, you don't want it. Uh, that's the tricky part with radio, I think, um, and doing any kind of prank with radio um, or even a podcast, I guess, right? So maybe the first couple minutes of the podcast, I know all, all of you listeners are out there heartbroken. Posting on your social media, oh my God, the Evil Examine podcast is over. Aaron and JP have beef, um, you know, because that's what people do. But uh, and I know how how magnificent this show is, so that could 
that could definitely be a thing. But you have to have some sort of some sort of built-in thing that lets people know it's a joke pretty quickly. Uh, if you let it linger, then it's going to piss people off more. Prime example, actually. So me and Mike from Real Judgments some time ago um, got the idea, I think it was like a couple years ago, got the idea that we would trick Daddy Bass and JP into believing that Mike had gone crazy and that I was like legitimately concerned about him. The sad part kind of is, is that they all really like were quick to believe that Mike went crazy, um, which is kind of hilarious when you think about it. But Mike is, um, he's a big dude. If you guys haven't seen, there's a video of uh, where he believes that Alien did an implant in his leg on our YouTube channel that you can check out if you want to see what it looks like. But essentially, Mike had been going to a boxing gym for a couple months and just fucking beating the shit out of people and getting the shit beat out of him. And um, so on April Fool's, I told, I set up like a group text because it's easier to deliver it through text and, and sort of be serious. I set up a group text with um, Daddy Bass and JP. And then I was texting Mike off on the side just directly. And I was like, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm really concerned about Mike. I think he may be taking one too many shots to the head. I'm like, he... All he all he's doing is he keeps talking about building a boxing ring in the woods, like in the forest in the middle of nowhere, and um, fighting people that never existed or like that are dead. Like, like he's he like seriously be talking about having like a fucking uh, like a a fight with Mickey Mouse or like Abraham Lincoln, just shit that makes absolutely no sense. And then and then they're like. Oh, oh man fuck I'm like yeah and I'm like he went to you know he went to a uh, church and he won't leave the church like the priest called and like like I just I made all this super detailed stuff about crazy shit that he was doing and was sort of relaying it to him but then I'm texting him on the side and saying Mike you know send Brian an individual text and then he's sending me screenshots of Brian's conversation. And and Brian's like, you all right, buddy? You want me to come come and see you or whatever? And I'm telling him, I'm like, yo, I think I'm about to leave work real quick because he's out of control. And he had, the thing that made it the most believable was we had had a really intense uh, psychedelic shroom trip. And anybody who's tripped on shrooms really heavy or LSD or, you know, if you've done something that was really wild on that shit, you'll know it changes you for a few days afterwards. Like you're more grateful of things. It, it leaves an, a, a serious impact on you. And um, like, I think my, and previously he had gone like vegan or some shit after one of the trips. So it wasn't unlike him to make like drastic changes after something like that. And, um, yeah. And so, so it went on for hours and hours. We just kept doing it and making it sound crazier and shit. Oh God, I wish I had the screenshots of that text. It's so fucking funny. But yeah, that was the most recent one that I did. Um, a lot of times I'll forget about April Fool's Day, sadly, but it's not sad in the sense that if someone else is playing a trick on you, they can kind of get it over. If you know, because it's not an idea that everyone's super aware of, it sort of creeps up on you and, and jumps out of the darkness, so to speak. But 
let's get back before we i'm gonna just do a couple more of these um bizarre april fool's endings so one of them was smoke near a dormant volcano's crater terrifies the sicta residents on the morning of april in i'm sorry april 1st in 1974 Residents of the Sikta city of Alaska witnessed a horrifying sight. A giant smoke cloud was seen over the crater of a dormant volcano named Mount Edgecumbe. And terrified locals rushed to save themselves, and a chopper flew to investigate the blaze. The pilot found that somebody had set tires afire in Edgecumbe's summit, and next to it was a message reading, April Fool. I guess they forgot the S. Subsequent injuries, I'm sorry, subsequent inquiries revealed that a local resident had hired a chopper to fly fly tires soaked in kerosene and lit them for an April Fool's Day ruse. So that's a pretty good one. I think, um, you know, making an entire populace fearful that they will be incinerated by uh, liquid flame is uh, pretty intense and thoughtful for sure. Now, this one's a little bit more sad. Man fatally shocks wife. So in, 19, in I'm sorry, 1896, a newlywed farmer in Tennessee in the U.S. scared his wife to death. On April Fool's Day, the farmer identified as John Aaron's disguised himself as a tramp and put a white face mask on. He knocked on the door, and when his wife saw him, she lost consciousness and died of shock within an hour. He had not managed that the he had not imagined that the prank would have had such a tragic consequence. And I mean, he's got to feel like shit. How do you tell the family of your wife, like her family, that you fucking killed her on a prank? That's got to be awkward. So everyone looks at John like, oh, he's a fucking prick, you know? I I mean, I wonder, I don't imagine you could do time for this because it's such a random thing and it doesn't sound like anything he did was too extreme. Maybe just he wasn't fucking smart enough to know his wife wasn't healthy to, to handle it. Um, idiotic is how I would describe that one and unfortunate. So next we have... Uh, Domestic violence is not an April Fool's joke. In 2020, some people flared up in protests against domestic violence after Playboy magazine, in its Romanian edition, published an article titled How to Beat Your Wife Without Leaving Traces. The magazine later clarified that it was an April Fool's joke. The article in the the magazine's April issue described a procedure for women's abuse sparking protests wherein Participants held banners reading domestic violence is not a joke. It is a problem. That's a pretty crass joke, but it is Playboy magazine. I mean, they're not exactly like some huge respected publication. It's a nudie mag. Um, But nonetheless, you know, I guess people are certainly entitled to their opinion. If you piss them off, they're uh, even back then, they're... Oh, wait, no, this is 2020. Okay, so this one was more recent. So that makes sense why people would flock in protest because 
people protest everything these days. But they're certainly entitled to their opinions. And, you know, not everybody's going to see a joke the same way. Um, I could see why it would be infuriating to someone who's been stuck in a situation like that. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm not. How, are they really going to come across the article in Playboy, or did they just hear about it because of the controversy? Does the article in Playboy was it written in a way that is truly going to influence someone to make those actions? I, I personally don't think that uh, a porno mag is going to make somebody <laughs> beat their wife, um, maybe beat their meat, but. You know, that's, um, I guess that's for you guys to decide. But either way, pretty interesting. And then uh, another one is Poison's April Fool's Joke Claims Life. Uh, and this was in 2013, where a Chinese student named Lin Senhao killed his roommate Huang Yang by poisoning him with a toxic chemical, well, let me try and pronounce this, you guys ready, called nitrosodamethylamine nitrosodamethylamine i think that's it um and what he said was an april fool's day prank gone wrong he was convicted of a crime at the crime and was awarded the death penalty in december 2015 he was executed so this to me unless it's a real unfortunate it's not a lot of information here i'm just kind of reading you guys some quick ones but it sounds like he was probably trying to fucking murder him and played it off as an April Fool's Day joke. So how dare you tarnish April Fool's Lynn with your your evil murders? Unacceptable. Unacceptable, in my opinion. And lastly, to wrap up this extra evil shocker bonus episode, suicide joke is not funny. In 2004, a man in West Monroe in West Monroe in USA's Louisiana allegedly faked his own death as an April Fool's Day prank on his former wife. His former wife found him hanging and informed the police before he was able to confess to the prank. See, this is where I was saying earlier, right? You got to make sure that you have a way to let them know it's a prank quickly in case some shit like this happens because he didn't, this fuckbag didn't. And as per reports, Emergency personnel rushed to the spot and found him alive. And of course, following this, he was arrested for reporting a fake incident. But he didn't really report it. His wife did. So I find that strange. But uh, yeah, there was a bunch of other ones that I saw in this vein, just sort of things that went wrong. There was one dude that said, he was going to give away a free Toyota to whichever one of his Hooters waitresses sold the most beer that day. And so, of course, after the day was up, the waitresses were all lined up, and then he found the one that sold the most beer and blindfolded her, walked her out to the parking lot. And then when they took the blindfold off, he gave her a tiny Toyota like the Yoda from the fucking Star Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever it is. Yeah, so she got all pissed off and ended up fucking suing him. And she, in the long run, did end up with enough money to get uh, some kind of Toyota car, ironically. 
So not only can these pranks, if performed improperly, result in death, uh, suicide, accidents, embarrassment, um, just general tomfoolery, they can also result in financial repercussions, um, you know, that are going to fucking rake you over the coals. So just just be smart about it. And I also read another one with Opie and Anthony where they had, like, said that the mayor of Boston had died and they were uh, propping up fake reports via the, via the uh, radio. And eventually, people started showing up at, I guess, like, his, his family's houses and shit and, like, giving their condolences. And, of course, he wasn't dead. But that ended up getting them fired. So it could also get your ass fired from your fucking job as well. April Fool's, if done wrong, can ruin your fucking life. But if done right, it can provide you a small and miraculous bit of entertainment. Hopefully like this show did for you today. So, again, um, this is Aaron Beauregard of the Evil Examined Podcast. We are still a podcast, just to remind you. Um, And go to www.evilexamined.com to check out all of our backlog of stuff. You can click the Aaron Beauregard Horror tab on there, too, if you want to see my books. My new book, Wedding Day Massacre, is doing pretty awesome. I got a magnet, the book, and a special bookmark um, that I call the Plus One Package that I've been selling online. So if any of you guys uh, are interested in that, you can feel free to hit up the Evil Examined email, evilexamined at gmail.com, and I'll get you one. Or you can just go right on Amazon and pick it up there, whatever you prefer. Um, but I am doing this for a living now, so any contributions are greatly appreciated. And I think that about covers it. Let me remind you guys one more time, Written in Red, the Horror Reader and Writer's Podcast is the other show that I'm doing and promoting. Um, Really appreciate all you guys. Hope you enjoyed this bonus segment. But me, Katie, and JP will be back in the studio next week killing it with... uh, We'll get some kind of special guest for you guys. And um, the evil will continue. All right? Until next time, have a good evening. They're, they're extra dimensional beings that uh, they, they are not what they claim to be. Your life with dignity, don't lay down with tears and agony. Living, you're looking at death, it only looks at it. Living is much, much more difficult. You know, most of them don't assume you're, you're actually going kill them. Most of them assume it's a rape or something like that. It was like anybody was fair game. It did not matter. Blood is blood. It didn't matter man, woman, child. At first they thought it was a pack of savage dogs. But when they looked closer, they knew it was humans. We left the curse. Straight! We left the curse. We left the gates. A fire and death. We left the gates. Oh, this is not nice. Try it! Try it! Try it!